Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. Hey, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Soul Lux Life podcast. I'm Kristen, and today we have a special guest. Her name is Keisha. Um, super excited about this. She's so amazing. She is a writer, and she's hosting her first play, well, directing her first play this summer. Coming up in May, we're going to get to that part. But first, I want you all to meet Keisha because she has such an amazing story, and I know everything she's going to say is going to inspire some of you in some kind of way. So how are are you Keisha? I am well, thank you. Thank you for the beautiful intro too. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing good, thank you. <laughs> so um kind of tell our audience about you, where you're from. Okay, not a problem. I was born in Jackson, Mississippi, but raised outside of Chicago. Um I am I moved to Arizona for a few years, loved it there, beautiful. My parents are there. Then I relocated here to Georgia, so I'm here in Georgia, um, raising my kids, you know, and that's where I'm from. I'm <laughs> living in Georgia. You've kinda had like a turn of events to happen in your life. And we're gonna kinda yeah. talk about that, you know, hopefully it won't trigger you or trigger anybody yeah, else. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that may be listening to it. So kind of sure. tell us, um, like we know you got, well, they don't know. I know because I was at mm-hmm. the wedding. But yeah. <laughs> you did get married and everything. So kind of give us a background on that, kind of how you met, um, what type of person he was in the beginning, and just kind of mm-hmm. how everything went left. Absolutely. I, okay, so you were at the wedding. Gregory is his name and you know when I first met him he was a charmer you know it was like one of them things he had big hands which is what I was you know really attracted just a all-around good guy never really had problems with him when I first met him I met him through his sister we were at like a barbecue or what have you and we both were in relationships at the time you know he wasn't married I wasn't married we was just in relationship you know a boyfriend girlfriend situation and we kind of somehow spiritually got back to each other. You, you feel me? So we ended up talking, and probably after a year or so, we decided, hey, let's do the right thing. Let's get married. So we ended up, we got engaged and all of that, and we had our wedding date set for one one year, 2009, I think it was. And then his mom you know, interfered and said, you know, God didn't say you were supposed to marry her and this, that, and other. So, you know, that was some new stuff to me. I had never really heard people say, well, God said this and God said that when I've always thought that God dealt with that person individually, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and not through no one else. God isn't going to tell you something about me and not tell me. Me, exactly. And that's where I was. So, but he being, you know, a weak person, he actually believed her. And so we kind of called the wedding off for a year. At that point, I was ready to just be done with it and be done with it at all. But then I said, you know what, I'm not going to abandon what I think that God has for me. So we waited another year and then we ended up getting married and it started off beautifully. You know, it started off like, 
you wouldn't have thought. Now, there were some instances where, you know, other women were coming around and this, that, and other, same old thing. But it was never a situation where, hey, I'm with Keisha now, you know. It was never a situation where he took on, you know, he would just be, you know, be disrespectful and rude with those women until later. So that was the start of the, you know, our our marriage and everything. And, well, let me go back. (laughs) So we ended up getting married. And for a while, we we lived separately because I had a house out in Brasselton. And then he had a house out in Atlanta. We was miles apart. So while we were getting things together, I would live there during the weekend and come stay with him on the weekend. It was strange. But at some point, you know, the house sold, and then I ended up moving in with him. Mm-hmm. From that point on, Kristen, it was just hell. You know what I mean? I We have vowed to go to go find our own church. I mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, that was one of the things we had discussed when we was together, that we were going to go to our own, we're going to build our own ministry and raise our kids under a ministry that feeds us, you know. And... It didn't happen. You know, he, I'm not leaving. I'm not going there. I'm not going nowhere. I go to this church and you don't have to go with me. I'm the man and all of that. So it just changed. He was just like, but me still being true to the word of God, at least I thought I was doing the right thing. I just wanted to stick it out with my vows. I just wanted to stay close. You know, my vows, I was so serious about working it. And just when I married him, I married him to fight until the end, not to just give up at, you know, any, every time a circumstance come up. But I was the only one fighting he wasn't. Even throughout all of that, he was just like in the streets. I found out later that that's what was going on. And then, you know, his mom and all of that, she didn't like me for whatever reason, you know, (laughs) and I never really, well, I knew it because of how she used to treat me. But again, I was more focused on him and not her. Right. So, it went, you know, it went on for a long time, it, and it trickled down into my son, how she would treat my son and my, you know, my kids and stuff, and eventually it just, it really, you know, I one thing I've always said, I'm going to say this, that God takes care of those who really, who he knows are his kids, you know what I mean? He takes yeah. care of his children. He's, he's not going to allow you to fall too deep. A lot of things were going on that I had no clue of. You know, I knew he was a whore, right? But I didn't know he was very bad until coming close to the end. And mm-hmm. that when I got that call from the jail cell, it was like, you know, I'm in jail. It's a bunch of lies. And I'm like, lies about what? And so then he called told. from the jail and said, I'm in jail, but it's a bunch of lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What lies was he talking about? He was referring to the reason why he was in there. He's he was in there at the well, he's still in there, but you know, he was in there the first round because a young lady accused him of raping her. This was a young girl, like she played with our kids and she accused him of raping her. So he said it was a bunch of lies and this and I was like, Well, how the hell is somebody gonna lie on you about some shit like that? You know, that's how I felt, excuse my language. But that you know, I was like where, where did this come from? You know, so right. he went to tell he went to telling me what happened and all of that, and I was like, you know, this is this is insane. But you know what? Even then, I was still willing to help. 
you know, just to get him out of that rut because I was so confused. I didn't know what was what. And, you know, there are young girls out here who do stuff they don't have no business doing. Exactly. And it could have very well have been a lie. My goal was to watch this thing play out in court. We never got that far. You know, we would go back and forth to court to his hearings and stuff like that. But it would definitely, when I would try to get him to get a lawyer, get an attorney, we actually had one who was willing to work with him. And somehow, you know, Greg wasn't willing to give up money and do all of this. And I was like, but, you know, you do realize you got to fight for your life, right? You know, this is a serious crime. They're trying to give your ass 100 years. You know, he had, like, four counts against him. And they tried to give him 25 for each. So I said, it, it makes no sense that you don't want to fight for your life. Mm-hmm. So it really started coming out when I would go to the court things. You know, the attorney at the time, before he kind of weaseled his way out of it, he kind of showed me papers and stuff where it wasn't only Greg. It was Greg and another gentleman. And then the young lady detailed our whole house and where it happened, what time it happened, you know, and all of that. And they were in some kind of sick, they were in some kind of relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So looking at this stuff, I said, looking up on the side of his head, and I'm like, I don't think you raped her, but you did this shit. You know, you, you, you were there. You did this, so. He would go behind, come to find out he went, he allowed them to swab his mouth. And so that's how they found out it was him. And that's the very reason why they arrested him. So it was just a lot that really just like shocked the hell out of me. And I tell you, that's what got me going into writing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even before all of this, he and I had a situation where we were about to separate, you know, he was messing with a young lady and it was serious, you know, and that's when I really started. I couldn't get myself right. I couldn't understand why God was allowing this to happen, you know, and even throughout all of this, I didn't reach out to nobody. It was just me and God. And I probably had one lady I talked to. I didn't even call my mom or dad. Mm -hmm. I I refused to get them involved. I stayed away from family because no telling. I get around and I start blah, 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 you know, just talking. So I stayed the hell away. I stayed away. You you know, people, you all wonder why sometimes we used to come to the reunions in May. I stopped coming. I was just too hurt. I was too embarrassed. You know what I mean? But, hey, I know. This was going on for, like, years, you would say? This was going on. It was going on for a long time. Yep. Oh. A long ass time. Yep. So in in the midst of all of that, that's when I started writing. I wrote like four plays. I have a I just started a Christmas script that I'm writing. And then, you know, I'm going on to, to do this first play in May. Wow. So all of what you went through, you would say that kind of fueled your purpose, that kind of helped you walk into your purpose of writing? Exactly. You know, growing up, I had always wrote. I had always been, you know, the type that would sit and write something, just looking at something and can write a whole, just go off, you know, and I would keep it to myself. You know, I would never, I'll just get the book, the journal, sit it to the side. I'll get this and just sit it to the side. If I can go back and find those things, I would. But yeah, all my life, that's what I did. It just really was something I've always liked. And then it seemed like a traumatic event in my life brought me back to it. And then here we are. 
Here we are. Yeah. And I truly believe that we go through things in order to help other people. Because like you said, you weren't really talking about it. And I'm sure there are thousands of other women out there going through the same thing, feeling like they can't speak with their family about it and things like that. But mm-hmm. I definitely know how it is. Trust me, you know, your family gets to ask a bunch of questions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you really just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it, you know, and then it, it, it the thing that really bothered me the most about I kind of wish that I had said something in the end because even this happened about three or four three four years ago my middle child is starting to tell me different things that happened and I would say to her why didn't you tell me you know and then Mm -hmm. she said well mom I saw how you and him fought you know and I didn't want him to Fight you again. I didn't want him to get to a point where we had to leave again and we went to where will we go? You know, you didn't want to tell grandma and I could tell that. But you know, my mom's so cool. She knew knew half of it. You know what I mean? She just respected me and didn't say anything because my daughter, my middle daughter was selling it's and big, you know, little pieces of it. Mm -hmm. But they knew, you know, and they, one thing I could say about my parents and how we were, you know, rooted, they truly believed in leave and cleave, you know what I mean? Now, don't get it twisted. I always had a one-way ticket home. That's one thing uh, CW always said, you know, you, you can come <laughs> home, baby. That ain't nothing. Oh, they ain't going to you know? tell you. They going to let you know, like, you can always come back here. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's them. But I just, you know, I wanted to make my marriage work. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of young ladies out here that were like me who wouldn't say, won't say nothing, you know. Yeah. And I would encourage them. Get a hold to someone who you know will help get you out of a situation like that. It was almost abusive. But, you know, me being a fighter, I if he was abusing me, it was just a fight to me. You understand what I'm saying? I just, you know, he's definitely, a, he was abusive, you know. And it, went, it was just to the point where I just dealt with it head on. But was you he definitely. Like physically abusive or just like verbally? It was more so. It was physical probably one or two times, but it was more so mentally, you know what I mean? It was more mental, you know, it was, it was strange. It was more mental because he wouldn't verbally say anything. He would just be that type that he, he'll just, he'll leave me at the house sometime and just go, you know, he'll, he'll just leave me there and like go to his own church and I'm there at the house, you know, and I'm sitting here like, well, God, your word says this. Right. But he's going here. And so one time I said to him, I said, you know, the last time I was in your church before your mother put me out, <laughs> it said, hey, you know, the Bible clearly, do they ever know? I said, they don't never speak upon what the Bible says when it says to leave and cleave to your wife, leave your parents. Mm-hmm. This cat turned around and looked at me and said, you know, I know what it means. I just choose not to do it. Oh, wow. So I'm telling you, probably two months after that, that's when everything just went fast forward so fast. We ended up moving. I had been begging him to let's get this house over, you know, find a home of our own or whatever and raise our kids. We all of a sudden moved. Mm-hmm. We weren't even in that house a good four months. He in jail, so. Wow. 
this yeah it's but you know a lot of women won't won't speak up chris they won't say anything you know one thing i told this one girl i said when you start dating guys and i tell my daughters find out what they family like you know what i mean yeah. it's it don't just stop like that. You, it could, if he got siblings, okay, what do they do? You know what I mean? Because I promise you, if you got four of them that ain't shit, he may not be shit neither. You know what I mean? So it's a chance that he may fall under that category. So just be careful. Some do get away, but they have a track record showing that they're doing well. He didn't. You know what I mean? And I felt like we could rise above it, but he kept dwindling back, so... He kept doing the same things over and over. Same thing, yep. So same no matter, thing. like, when even though, like, you call him with other women and things like that, instead of him trying to work it out and actually be remorseful, he mm-hmm. just continued to do it. He he would be remorseful at first, but then he'd turn right back around and, and do it, you know. Even when he went to jail the first time, and he got before he got out on bond, when he got on bond, he was doing the same thing. And I was like, you got to be sick. You're, you're, something is wrong. But, you know, as time went on, I started to realize that he's mentally ill. You know, it's something that happened to him to make him that way. You know, and I, I ain't gonna lie, I blame his mom. I really did because <laughs> when I, <laughs> when I look back at a lot of stuff and how she was with him, she didn't want him with me, period. You know, and she knew I was faithful to him. Even throughout everything that he did, I was still faithful. I worked every day. I did what I, he came home. So I, I did what a wife was supposed to do. You know what I mean? And even then, she just didn't like me, but she had him handpicked for someone else. Did and she? Come to find out, she was garbage, too. You know, she was not too, but she was garbage. So he definitely, I think it was his mom, because I think had his mom stayed out his way, he would have heard God. I yeah. truly feel that way. I feel like had his mom stayed out the way and encouraged him, hey, listen to your wife. You know, you and your wife get together and work it out. Had she just pushed him away? Because, you know, naturally boys gravitate to their mamas. You know, mm-hmm. we got sons. Ain't nothing we won't do for them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you want them to do what's right according to what they'll say to the Lord. And you would want them to, if they got a good wife, a good woman, be with her. But she never did that. She's always found something wrong with me. Uh, she she shouldn't wear her hair like that. Uh, them, them ain't her eyes. And she she wear face stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. She was just that disgusting. Do you understand me? This woman was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, she's disgusting. I don't interact with her or anything. And God has truly delivered me from her because it was a point where if I heard her name, I don't care. I would go completely off. I couldn't. I dare you talk about her in front of me. That's how bad it was. But now it don't faze me. But his downfall, I truly believe, was her. He didn't know any better, if you understand what I'm saying. And a lot of women probably wouldn't understand that. A lot of people wouldn't. But he honestly did not know any better. I don't know if you ever heard people say he didn't have nowhere to get brains from. You know, some so say this person she didn't have nowhere to get no fucking brains from. That's the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how. So, what was her relation? Was she married? Did she have a husband? 
She has a husband. Yeah, she has a husband, not his dad, though. She has uh, a husband, and, you know, he's an apostle of a church. And, oh, so that's you know, how she was able to try to put you out of the church. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they did not want me to leave the church, but because I think she meant it, she was a she was an apostle too. Let me go back. She was an apostle as well. So they didn't want me to leave the church. They kind of tried to override her, but she was adamant that I get the hell out of there. And <laughs> <laughs> it was sad. It was a sad situation because they asked, why do you hate this child this much? So much to where you do not want her to be a, even come to church with her husband. Yeah, she that's said, I don't I'm... know. She said uh, what? She said, I don't know what it is about Keisha. It's something about her that just rubs me the wrong way. They circle back and ask her, you didn't answer my question, Apostle. Please answer it. She said, I just don't trust her. She doesn't trust they, you. Yeah. Well, her son is the one in jail. Yeah. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. she's regretting it. I know she's regretting it like it ain't nothing. Even after all of that happened, you know, she she's a, she apologized to a certain extent, but, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't trying to hear it. So. so she has no relationship with the child you and him have together? Or is she called no. you the kid? No. If she wanted to, the thing is, I you know, I had even considered allowing it to happen. But then I said, you know what? If she she refused to go through me, you know what she'll do? <laughs> She's in jail, so you know they allow phone privileges and crap like that. She'll go through him and say, "Ask Keisha to," you know. And I nipped that stuff in the bud so quick, Chris. I said, "Listen, <laughs> that's not going to happen. She can call me, but exactly. she refused to call me. Yeah, she don't want to call me. So you know." I've heard, like, I've heard my mom say, and a lot of people say, I don't understand. I would want to see my grandchildren. You but think that's how that, deep her hate goes for me. So I, I can totally relate there because, you know, I was going through a divorce or whatnot when I mm-hmm. had my son, and his other family didn't see him for almost a year. Didn't ask about him. He was in ICU for 10 days didn't see mm. his dad didn't come see him his grandmother didn't come see him but now she loves him so much and all of that but i can definitely understand that it's like when people have such a dislike towards you as a person they'll take it out on your offspring as well so right it's pretty sad i mean she does she tries to get little stuff over to him you know little toys or whatever but hey you know <laughs> Whatever. That's all I say. Whatever. And just go on, you know. Okay, so tell us about your upcoming play. Like, what's the name of it and what is it about? Mm -hmm. Sure. The name of my upcoming play is Renewal. What it's about is a couple who has been married for so many years and the husband became ill. Now, the husband knew he was sick, but he would never get himself looked at. He would never go to the doctor and take tests and get exams and things of that. They, he knew back from when they were in college that he had, this, he had lupus, and he just ignored it. He just didn't take care of himself. So they were at the 
prime of their, you know, they they were in a time in their marriage where money was really coming in because she's a lawyer and then he was like an engineer. So money was really coming in and then it got to a point where it just all stopped. So she was over, you know, she started working all these hours, overtime here, you know, t- picking up caseloads that's not even hers to try to pay for his doctor's bills. She was taking care of their two kids. She was also, you know, trying to make sure he was set. She asked the family to help. The family wouldn't help. You know what I mean? So she was considering putting them in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And not before they decided to get counseling. Once they got counseling, you know, through this uh, counselor, everything changed. You know, I think in the end of it, they ended up working it out. In real life, though, now this is a real life situation because this story, like I said, I started writing it because I truly wanted God to renew my marriage. But I met a young lady, and she was telling me, we were sharing just different things that were going on in our lives. And she was telling me this same story that she didn't want to be with her husband no more. And I said, what? You know, and I said, um, what you mean? He's sick. You, he needs your help. She said, I'm, been, I'm putting his ass in a nursing home. I said, you got to be kidding me. And in real life, she did. She divorced him. But everything that I started off in the play with, he knew he was sick. This person did, too. You know what I mean? He knew what was going on, and he just continued to just ignore it. Which is kind of selfish when you're married, I feel like. Mm -hmm. You should definitely let that person know what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, But in my play, it's it's the total opposite. I feel like it's just what God would want us to do to work it out. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a thing where, you know, in the end, they were together, so. That's the gist of my play. I pretty much told it all. But there's some exciting parts in there. It's really some exciting parts in there that I'm going to say for you all to see. Um, Some of my best work. Some of the actors that I have, I met a guy who he's played in a lot of stage plays. He's played in, I want to say the movie Clockers. I could be wrong with that. I still hadn't verified that yet. But he's (laughs) done several stage plays. The other young man that I have, he, uh, he did play in a movie, he had a role in the movie, uh, The Stick Up Kid. And he also is the son of one of the R&B groups, Shit. Um, the Force MDs. He's, that song, Tender Love, it's probably before your time, but I'm sure everybody else knows <laughs> Tender Love. And when I tell you that man can sing, so he's an established art- artist as well. He also raps. He uh, raps with Jada Kiss and some of those rappers that, you know, in the 90s and stuff like that. He's awesome. He's just, he's ready. They are on fire to do this because, for one, like I told him, I said, hey, this is my first run. I don't have a lot of money, you know, and they were like, you know, it's not, it's okay. We just want, we see that you're trying to get it. We're going to help you, um, you know, and then it's putting, it's experience. They want it for the exposure. You know, and then the young lady who plays Tracy, 
you know, I'm really, this, this will be her first role too, but I watch her on Instagram and she is hilarious. So I think that she can really pull this off as well. And then when I need a role for the receptionist, I would I was going to ask you. Oh, <laughs> girl, you know I don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to get up there and play that part, but it's, but it's so small. It's so small, you know. I was hoping that I had someone to do it so I can definitely do the other parts of the play, but it's okay. It's okay. It's all going to work out. I'm so excited. I meet with the guys. The, uh, I meet with all the actors on the 14th, and we're going to sit down and talk, and we're going to do like a little role play. I'm excited as heck. I just re- I really am. We're going to try to take it from state to state. You know, I'm just I'm happy. I'm so happy, and I yeah. hope that, you know, our family can come. I hope a lot of people can come because I have to come to – Mississippi to pass some of the flyers out and um, go from there. But yeah, that's uh, what my play is about. It's renewed, you know. We wow. all want to be renewed in Christ. So, mm-hmm. so um, how long does the play last? The play is about a good 45 minutes to one hour. I want to okay. say one hour but one thing these guys told me the two the the men they said i'm gonna tell you now we're seasoned actors we we will go off script on you in a minute you know <laughs> he they said it can definitely go longer than an hour so i'm hoping that it's an hour and or less but it could very well go a little bit longer so we'll see Okay, and this is going to be at the Emmett Hill Museum in Glendora, Mississippi, for anyone that's listening. And the dates are, what are the dates? I'm sorry, I don't have my calendar in front of me. Sure. The dates are May 24th. That is a Sunday. And the time has actually changed. I had it for 11, but I think think because there are some other things going on with her we actually changed it and it's and especially because it's on a Sunday I would prefer that we do it at least after one o'clock so I think that we're going to have it set for two or three o'clock but that I'll definitely have for sure um prior to the time hopefully and then the 25th which is that Monday is the actual holiday so that's actually going to be at 11 o'clock that morning Okay, well, I'm definitely going to try to make that one on Monday. Mm-hmm. So okay. Be looking for me. And if anyone wants tickets, where can they purchase tickets at? Do they just need to pay at the door? Yeah, I'm going to say pay at the door. We're going to have it to where someone is out there taking it, taking the payments at the door. We're going to have all kinds of things out there, sweatshirts. Well, it's hot. It's going to be hot as hell. Like T-shirts, tank tops, different. One of the young ladies that is with us, she does facial products. So she's going to be selling her products too. But everything is going to be paid at the door. I don't have an official, like, website or anything like that where you all can go pay or anything. I'm just, it's baby steps. So this is the first run. But definitely at the door. And the fee is actually $20 at the door. So. All right. Well, that's twenty dollars. Make that a good investment. You know, you all spend twenty dollars on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely try to make it if you can. Again, it's in Glendor at the Emmett Till Museum. I will have all this information on the blog post when it is posted. So be on the lookout. And um, is there anything else you want to say to our listeners while you have us here? 
Well, I do hope you all come out and support me. This is my first run, so don't be surprised if you see some things out of the ordinary. <laughs> Just <laughs> definitely, I truly appreciate you showing up and tell someone. Tell someone to come out and see, you know, this magnificent play. I'm hoping to take it further than just Mississippi. We're hoping to take this thing, like, back here to Georgia. We're hoping to take it to, you know, the guys are from Brooklyn. We're hoping to take it everywhere. So, again, this is the start of something new, and I'm hoping that you all can come out and start it with us so and share this moment with us. Yes, definitely. And one other question. So um, why is it at the Emmett Hill Museum? Was there a specific reason you had it there? Well, the lady that I'm working with, she is part of the jump. She's working – She's doing something with the mayor of Glendora. Apparently, you know, the economics or, you know, the cost of housing or whatever down there is not good. So she was saying that they, every year that a group of people come to commemorate Emmett Till and then they come to bring some type of funds to the state, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to where, to the, not the state, to that town to where it can go back into the housing part of it. So I'm the entertainment part of it. That's about it. As far as everything else. Yeah, I can, um, let me take a look real quick. Yeah. She, one second. Yeah. So I can give you the exact details of what she's doing. So this is like a whole weekend full of events at the museum. Exactly. Okay. And you were hired for the entertainment night. That's about it. Yeah. Because all the other stuff, you know, she was saying that, you know, she, um, what did she say? That this is, this is her, she just starting too. And I was like, oh, wow, I thought you did this before, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but no, this is, this is her first time as well. And she is just like, She's excited. She calls every day, you know, I got this, I got that. It's actually going to be outside. And I was so leery about that. I almost canceled everything, you know. But <laughs> it's an outdoor play. It's an outdoor play, exactly. And it's going to be on a stage, and then she's got a big old tent that she's going to have out there and everything. So oh, it's nice. definitely going to be nice. She sent me pictures of the area and – it's actually cool. It really is. That's exciting, Keisha. We do appreciate you being a guest here on the Soul Looks Life podcast. We'll have to bring you back on so we can um, kind of get a, a review of how the play went and everything. So we'll definitely bring Keisha back on here in May. Cool. <laughs> so we do appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be marvelous. I'm just so excited. And I, like I said, I hope you all can come tell somebody, share it with somebody, you know. And then to all the young ladies out there, one thing I do want to close with, you know, it's so important to have a relationship with Christ. You Mm. know, don't allow no one to speak for you. Speak to Christ about it and just humble yourself before him because he will definitely take care of you. You know, a lot of people don't understand why I'm, I am as sane as I am because I trust God. I trust I trust and believe now that he definitely takes care of me, especially after, you know, look at where he is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had no idea 
that he did these types of things. I do look back at a lot of little things that he used to say, but, you know, I chomped it up as he's just, he's crazy. You know, it was just a joke. You know what I mean? Right. Some of the things he would say, I just took, you know, he just, you know, he didn't mean that. And, you know, you don't want to just take it and run. Mm-hmm. But now I encourage you, if he says some crazy, if the he or she, whomever, say something out of the ordinary, <laughs> and, you know, look at that and be like, are you kidding me? And then just keep your eyes and ears open. Ask God to show you, you know, what is it that he's doing? Mm-hmm. I focus solely on saving a, a dead marriage. That's what I focus on. But God himself, he used to speak to me in dreams with a lot of stuff, and I didn't know what it was. You know, I used to dream, Crispin, of tigers coming at me, black tigers, black lions and stuff. And I'd be like, what the? You know, I wake up, what is this? You know, and like I said, not even a month later, come to find out this was coming trouble was coming you know and I didn't know what it was but God had equipped me so to where I knew how to pray and get myself Mm -hmm. out of it you know so I just encourage the ladies to definitely you know get a relationship with Christ get a hold of someone speak out about it say you know you know what this man not to be getting people in your business you know go to someone close like your mom or dad you know hey you know he said this what does this mean you know, and a lot of time a seasoned person can tell you exactly what the hell that means. So just don't let it go. You know what I mean? Don't let it just be one of them things. Oh, he just joking. Because I think mm-hmm. if I had got me and my kids away from that a long time ago, my daughter wouldn't be coming back four years later telling me stuff that has happened. Right. Correct. Yeah, so, so everything's a learning experience. You know, we have to go through mm-hmm. things to grow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it definitely seems like you've grown and you found purpose in your writing throughout all of this. And I'm sure you've encouraged someone that has listened to this that may be secretly still stuck in a marriage that they shouldn't be a part of. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. this will be their way of getting out or going to counseling or something like that. Do you feel like you and him will ever be able to work it out? No, we're going through a divorce. We're I have to go back to court Thursday to just kind of settle everything. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 over, <laughs> and I'm so happy. You know, most people at one point though, when I knew it was coming to an end, Crispin, I cried. I was like, Yeah, I mean that happens. You're human. Huh? Oh, it really hurts. I cried for a yeah. long time, many days, many nights, just not yeah. understanding like why this was happening to me or. Why my marriage didn't work, but after all is said and done, I came out on the better end. My life come yep. better. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. And I looked at this. I said, "It's a whole. So much is gonna open once this divorce is final." You know, I just feel like so much is gonna burst through of what God has for me once it's once this thing is over. So, yeah, I just I just pray that these whomever is listening, that, you know, counseling is good because even though he went to, he and I went to counseling, he lied, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like even before the counseling, yeah, we went to counseling. I didn't say that little part. We went to counseling and he lied to the counselor, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it, it was, he's, he's sick, you know? And I honestly feel that that's why God truly intervened and, you know, he could have killed him, right? He Mm could have just killed him and been done with it, but he saved him and he took him away from 
so he wouldn't hurt nobody else. He's out of there. You know what I mean? So right. Definitely get a relationship with Christ because he will take care of you. Period. (laughs) Even when you don't know yourself, he's there. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you so much. If anybody have any questions, want to talk to me, definitely reach out to Kristen. She'll let me know. 